Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smod Coast Morning Show. Blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Oh, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Smodco Internet Radio Morning Show, Left Coast, West Coast Edition, Tuesday morning, totally out of order, can't get anything <laughs> right. You, Bill, you missed a, a, an epic fuck-up uh, episode last week. Oh, I gotta listen back and rip you one for it. Yeah, no, I, I had, we had, Emily was awesome, she stayed, um, we... I ran out of space on the little recording machine, okay. and uh, so we lost the last half of the show. So we oh. we re-recorded the last half. Emily stayed, and we did it, and it was great. I mean, we had a great last half of the show. But which anyhow, last half? The second last half or the first last? Half? The the first last last half. Uh, but then the second last half. Anyhow, it was great. It just goes to show you gotta listen live. Uh, no, because we that lost the either. stream too. Oh jeez, <laughs> it was a. Debacle. It just goes to show we don't know what we're doing. Oh my god! But all. thank you guys for tuning in. We've got uh, Logan and Tyson and Darren uh, who are on the uh, the Tumblr. If you go to TuesdaysMornings.tumblr.com, um, got Jadelyn and Yako and uh, Chris Brown and uh, and all the rest on here on Gilligan's Island. Peter WG. Um, you doing all right, Bill? We'll get to you I'm later. Right. I don't, we'll get I, to me later. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm favoriting tweets by our wonderful listeners. Oh, good, good. Well, how, the goal is to have a, a, a separate little machine for you and Emily to look at the tweets oh, that together. Be cool. So, uh, because uh, the Indiegogo campaign has been going so well, because we can our do this. goals have been reached. Uh, so, there's some good news uh, in in the world of America. The world of America. <laughs> so, America. Yeah. Okay. Or, if you want to get the technical, world, if you want to, uh, well, the world is America to me. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm a filthy, like <laughs> self-important uh, American. I made, by the way, I made biscuits for you, and you're not even really touching good. them. They're, they're hot. I'm, I'm favoriting tweets by our all wonderful, right. devoted listeners. They're, you got to eat them all. The listeners come first. Uh, and now come the biscuits. Homemade buttermilk biscuits. Ooh, thank you. And there's some uh, apricot jam my my sister made. Oh, wow. This um, is like. It's, Old country living. Yeah, that's how we do it here. And the, and I, I put the livestock in the shed for the. Uh, <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah, that 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 would be the dogs. Uh, so the good news is that Washington D.C. is pushing to decriminalize marijuana possession, and Alaska has a ballot measure coming up to legalize uh, recreational marijuana. The third state after Colorado and Washington, the, the state of Washington. Right. So it's a it's good it good news. Good. And then um, in Colorado. You know, they're the, they are the only state right now that you can just go and buy pot. I don't think Washington has implemented it yet. I could be wrong. But in their first month of legalization... $2 million. They generated $2 million in taxes, but including the fees that everybody has to pay, it's $3.5 million in fees and taxes. Oh, wow. And that's uh, based on $14 million in sales uh, of, of pot. And that's fantastic. It's amazing how desperate... People are to get high, or just yeah, or how much? I mean, you know, that's it. That pales into com, in comparison to, to alcohol, you know. Ah, good point. Um, but the so f- the first forty million will go into building new schools in Colorado. Wow! Like, and <laughs> just imagine like these stoner schools, like hey, right. God, hey kids, hope you like it. You're welcome. PS four twenty. Oh my God, that was a good one. I was just trying to think of good names like Rocky Mountain High. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, what would the mascots be like? You know, the the vapes, <laughs> or is it, or the uh, the East Denver. Have you ever really Stems. looked at a football? I mean, <laughs> really looked at a football? Uh, Just the- flip the coin, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> And of, of course, marijuana arrests have plummeted there. I mean, they, they mm-hmm. still if you if you own a, if you have more than um, than what is allowed, that's a punishable offense. Or if you're a minor mm-hmm. or under twenty one, um, but then there has been an uptick in robberies. Is uh, it really? Well, because uh, of dispensaries, because dispensaries, so much money. Yeah, and and because there's pot there, and because there's pot there, and that that's been since it's been a medical thing. And um, but what the, the problem is that. Dealing pot is still a federal offense. It's it's as uh, they treat pot the same way they, uh, that they do heroin or ecstasy, mm-hmm. um, but and and because because of that, the no banks will deal with um, with these dispensaries because say the Justice Department decides to crunch down, then they can seize that money. So uh, no banks. So there's ass loads of cash on hand at all the pot. Dispensaries. Yes, ass loads of cash and. So they're ripe targets, and you know some some of these guys have done workarounds to you know they they hide their business and they just or it's a don't ask don't tell sort of thing with their their banks, um, and then then the um the justice department has made it clear uh, under Eric Holder that they're not going to pursue these dispensaries in in Colorado, um, or not, well they haven't made it clear but they they've said that they want banks to, they want to protect these dispensaries mm-hmm. so they have these rules um that for banks and say if you follow these rules uh you can deal with the pot guys and we won't we won't come after that money and it's the pot never makes it into the hands of children and it's never trafficked into another state and is not smoked on federal property and has no ties to drug cartels and there are a couple other there are other things but that's those are things that are impossible to enforce. To regulate, yeah. yeah. So uh, that is not going to happen anytime soon. So I think it's just going to have to be a, a it's just going to have to be a slow rollout. You know, yeah. we're coming around. Um, I'm, I'm surprised it's, I'm surprised to see it in my lifetime. I mean, the attitude towards pot when I was in high school compared to now on a national scale and, and frankly, gay marriage, gay rights. Sure. And the fact that there's a black president. Now, are you all uh, of these things? None of none of these things are, are things I thought I would see in my lifetime. Let alone when I'm still relatively young. Have you become a, a connoisseur of pot at all? Do you, do you have your preferences of no. strains? No, you, there, I mean you don't. You're not a big... Something that makes me fall asleep within minutes, right? And which is how I even came to it in the first place. Right, right, I was, right. I was suffering really bad insomnia, and it works every time within minutes. And I tend to sleep through the night, which right. is great, and I don't feel any sort of sense of NyQuil, melatonin, a few other things that I've tried. Yeah, melatonin is the next a, day. Yeah, melatonin doesn't really work for me. I, I mean, felt either either I didn't fall asleep, or I had really restless sleep, or I had that knocked out sleep where when you woke up you felt like you'd been hit by a truck. Right, right. Um, and I don't, I don't have that. I don't have that at all. Um, I just get weird dreams with pot. Yeah, uh, yeah, I had some weird. I had really weird dreams after seeing uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. We'll get to night. that. We'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> Man, they were weird. Uh, I, I wonder why. <laughs> but uh, the biggest thing is there have been zero overdoses from pot in Colorado. Good point. Of course, and but of, of course there was there's this thing in the news like in Europe there have been three deaths from pot, but there was like two people who were asthma, asthmatic, and then one person was allergic to pot or something or had an allergic reaction. 
Uh, meanwhile, and like a hundred people in the... He just couldn't hold his shit. Right. Yeah. And so we should... Some pansy. Some see, European. Some European. No, no. See, it's, a, hold his it's shit. a death. It's a death weed. That's, that's <laughs> the takeaway. Meanwhile, peanuts kill a hundred people death a year. Uh, 50,000 people get uh, alcohol poisoning every year. 50,000? Yeah. To die from or just... No, no. They get poisoning. And then around uh, one in a thousand. So 50 people a year... Uh, die from alcohol poisoning. A lot more die from in, in this like country. Drunk driving and yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, fourteen hundred college. Although I will say, as pro as pro pod as we tend to be on this show, uh, I was riding my bike in Eagle Rock on Sunday. Oh, um, the very the very same city in which we broadcast, and uh, two guys at a red light. A guy was just taking pong hits yeah. behind the driver's seat in a red light. And I was like, ah, come on, like. I get it. I, I mean, legal. driving while intoxicated should be it is illegal. But uh, bong hits hit you a lot heavier than other ways to 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 take your marijuana. You're sitting at a red light behind the wheel, like there's kids in this neighborhood. Come on, yeah, man. yeah. Uh, I mean, it, that's gonna keep on happening. Um, but still, like 1,400 college students between 18 and 24 die from alcohol-related injuries each year. And then 1,400 college, say that again, 1,400 1400 college students students between 18 and 24 die from alcohol-related injuries each year. Jesus. Yeah. And I don't think that 1,400... It's just a fucking party. Jesus. (laughs) Relax. No, if 1,400 people died from pot every year, that would be an epidemic and they would, they would, it wouldn't be even a question. It'd be over. Yeah. So, um, but on the downside in the drug uh, frontier, there's been a huge Dude, uptick in heroin drug usage. Frontier. <laughs> so a uh, huge uptick in heroin usage in the states or uh, in, the, in the states, yeah. And I'm sure people are going to say, "See that what happens when you legalize pot? It's just it's, it's a, a gateway, gateway drug. drug." But in fact, it's prescription drugs that are the gateway drug. And you can ask Jason Muse. He, right. <laughs> I mean that those. When uh, um, Jane's Silent Bob get a job or Jay gets a job, whatever that podcast, like he, you know, he talks about his 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 addictions and his relapse, and it's just horrifying and just how uh, what a grip it had. And so what what happened is like in the '90s, OxyContin was introduced on the market, and it's this incredibly effective opioid, and it's a time release opioid, very powerful, uh, and it's great at killing pain. And my dad is a doctor, uh, and he said, like, when it started going badly... So he's going to get us some. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he was. He said, like, you know, you can say, what, like, people might get addicted, but if for people in severe pain... And, you know, he was an, he's an oncologist, and so he's dealing with people... Who dealing are, with people in severe pain. Right, and where addiction really isn't an issue. Right. And, uh, You're talking more about quality of life. Just yeah, exactly. And he said, like, you know, it works. So the problem is doctors had this mandate that to treat pain as a symptom as opposed to treat the source of pain. Mm-hmm. So uh, around Which is generally, I would say, the problem with the pharmaceutical industry and in uh, our current sure. state of healthcare. Yeah, and, and I, th- I think that that is something that needs to change. But so like I went to the doctors in, in, in the 90s and I have these, these bad vascular headaches, long story, but uh, and they gave me like Darvocet. And are, uh, which is a an opioid mm-hmm. as well, and you know it takes uh, an hour or like a half an hour for it to kick in, and by then the the headache is so intense it it just it never worked, mm. and so 
uh, I had these you know three re- refills of painkillers and and no use for them. So of course uh, Dan so you Eth- sold them. No, Dan Etheridge was my roommate at the time, and uh, he took them all. And <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. So if his, <laughs> I was his gateway drug. Uh, ooh, that sounds gross. Jeez. Um, yeah, and and had the the doctor done some research, they would have known that that wasn't the effective way to to treat that that condition. So uh, what happened then in in this um, recently is that there's been a crackdown on oxy on, on how on prescriptions and making doctors more accountable. Uh, mean and and because like what what people will do is they'll do like uh, they'll go to multiple doctors for the same condition mm-hmm. and get and so they they try to crack down on that but that doesn't address the addiction that already exists for these people like who are right. just having you know just Jason I think was taking like uh, and this is public knowledge I mean he, he uh, I think he was taking like thirty five a day which oh, is geez. a huge amount you know you're mm-hmm. supposed to take I don't know a couple times a couple a day but um and. Uh, so those people go to turn to heroin because they can't get it from you know right. the dead the grandma. Traditional means, yeah. Uh, and it turns out, you know, so it's gone up in the past seven years. Heroin usage has doubled. 80- Kruger would send them to the dark internet. Right, right. Well, that's see, they cracked down on that too. So, and eighty percent. He's not here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Is he doing uh, time for no, no, no? Dark uh, Kruger, Kruger is now unemployed, so he'll be back. Oh, okay. um, so yeah, he's just had had a meeting today, so. Uh, I did finally hear from him, that fucker. <laughs> and uh, so 80% of the heroin addicts started on prescription pills. 80 jeez. Yeah. So that, that, and the government is aware of this. And they, the, Eric Holder came out and said that this is a, uh, a, a public health, uh, you know, uh, epidemic crisis. crisis. And then, uh, crisis. but they, they don't have a good way to address it. And Time uh, crisis. But I think you're right. The medical industry needs to to fig- retool their how they prescribe. How was that biscuit, by the way? It was really good. Was it was it too dense? No. Okay. No. I, won't, I, I would be having more. I just I had uh, toast with almond butter and no, honey no, for no breakfast. Worries. So it's like more more bread and sweet spread. Right. So, um, but it's very good. Thank you. And then the other thing is that they need to. I think they they don't they need to. Put the focus on treating the addiction as opposed to punishing the punishing users. The crime, yeah, yeah. So uh, users, we care. Dealers, beware. I would see that uh, hand, oh, nice. hand-painted poster hung on bed sheets in the the uh, most dangerous neighborhoods of Dublin because there was a huge heroin epidemic in Dublin in the nineties. Uh, my sister was in Belfast at that time, and she said like one of the most depressing things she saw was like a ten-year-old boy huffing out of a paper bag like you know airplane glue and and Jesus. and just staggering all you know around the street yeah it's, heroin had a had a tangible physical presence in the time that i was in dublin just guys people that would stumble into you you'd see the, the missing teeth the bloated hands right um there was even a guy who tried staying in in the hostel um and he had a he just had a bag full of heroin i i knew guys who were using it um, it was just, it was everywhere. It was everywhere in Dublin in the nineties. May, may still be there for all I know, but right. Well, uh, if you just, if you're t- tuning in for the first time, we're a comedy podcast. <laughs> we like to keep it real. Uh, the, um, I have a question and we don't have to get into this. Well, let me, let me just say one okay, thing. Yeah. Like we've got these pot revenues coming in. The more that those come in, those can be used to do drug rehab stuff and drug education. Right. So that's Seems one that's ironic, one upside. Yeah. And you know so I've come around. I, I really believe 
Well, like, you know, I have this libertarian streak where I think that people should just be do what they want to do. But heroin is really <laughs> toxic and to mm. the public and more so than, um, I mean, certainly, and I don't think pot is. So I think each drug on a, on a separate basis. Uh, and that said, I've, I've enjoyed a painkiller here or there. <laughs> I have, I did not enjoy the painkillers I had when I injured my back last year, but I really enjoyed the muscle relaxers. Yeah, I I was I once did like a really hard shoot and um the the rap party they it was in Canada so they had the the Tylenol 3 So anything goes. It, it was like Tylenol with codeine that was in the medicine cabinet and the first time I had done that and that and a couple glasses of Canadian box wine. It was like <laughs> the best party ever. Uh, I'm sorry, what were we going to say? Um, the, and this is something that uh, I would be curious what the what listeners think. And, and Marty, it's something maybe even you and I could potentially research and discuss with some actual authority. But where do you stand on charter schools? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm. Totally it's super thorny, and I, I'm, mm, I'm a little lost. It's so. not thorny it's it's bad it takes money away from the greater society and basically for those of you who don't know there's a big move in uh in the past like 20 years to go to create charter schools where basically uh people in the community can choose to send their kids to schools that are government funded but not government regulated i mean there's some regulation but they're they're like um they might be created by parents and um uh, but they and they apply for funding. They say we're a charter school. We will follow your rules, but we want government money. And so what it does is it takes money from the public schools. Uh, and this came out of frustration with public schools because there is you know these are big bloated groups that have that are very bureaucratic and there's been corruption and trying to get better schools. I my feeling is well, yeah, but still if there's that doesn't address it if you take money away from them. You're mm-hmm. just going to create more overcrowding. Uh, and my feeling is you, the parents, the p- people who send their kids to, to charter schools tend to be more active in their kids' in, uh, education. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just, that's I have no data to back that up, but just the people I know. Mm-hmm. And my, I feel like if they had put that same involvement in their own public school, that it helps all those other kids there who don't have as concerned parents. A rising tide raises all ships. Yes, and and uh, and I think that there should be public Lifts school reform. Uh, but also, I you know, if I were that parent and I saw like this great charter school, like I, I'm looking at it from a community level, mm. and if I from an That's individual, where it gets thorny to right, me, right? But the fact that they even exist is a bad thing. But anyhow, that that is the. Um, yeah, that's my feeling about it. Well, and, if you're interested in in what seemed like a pretty solid debate, even if it was somewhat truncated, um, a high school friend of mine who's a public school teacher in New York appeared on uh, MSNBC. In a, he had a six, seven-minute debate with one of the heads of the New York charter school system uh-huh. um, on this topic. And he, I thought he spoke very eloquently, and he basically had has, has your standpoint that it's it's taking away from, from everyone else. It's, it's a bad model for... Um, it, it, it's sort of antithetical to to some very fundamentally American ideals of of equality and right. And, um, yeah, yeah, and 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 I, I think it's much and different. You spoke much more eloquently than I on the subject because oh. I don't know a fucking thing about it. Yeah, I, I think it is much different if you're a parent, and I know we have a few parents who listen, and I'm curious what you guys think. Um, by the way, Scott, 
he tweeted in, uh, not that I'm anti-pot, but you want to know how many people smoke pot versus drink alcohol to make the death stats useful. Absolutely. But um, that's like the epidemiological studies, like the health effects of uh, alcohol are very toxic compared to uh, pot usage. Um, and uh, let's see, we've got Angie's listening in and he, she and Yako are having some interactions. Um, <laughs> interactions, and then, eh? Oh, and then uh, Darren says that the heroin usage in Ireland was connected with the IRA. Oh, gross. <laughs> uh, so where were you last week? Last week I had... Uh, last week I was unable to attend because I ended up having five auditions in one day. Wow. I haven't had five auditions this year. <laughs> I had... Uh, I had a very wonderful, very exciting day. They were in four different parts of town as far as Santa Monica, mm-hmm. um, as near as Los Feliz. Um, For those of you who don't know, that's like a 20-mile 20, 20 difference, 22-mile. Uh, I had two voiceovers, one commercial, one video game. Really cool. Hey, video so your game video audition. game stuff is happening. Yeah, three auditions since I got 150 positive press reviews for my performance. <laughs> there you go. Um, in, last, in August of last year. Uh not that I'm complaining. Um, and then I had a, um, like are, but, uh, a yeah. commercial audition and a commercial callback and a callback for a paid uh, internet project. That sounded like seven things you just said. And it was five things. It was they were. I I was extremely busy that day. I had to manage a did lot you, of things. Did you book any of them? Uh, oh, I'm getting there. I had to manage a lot of things, including uh, my. When you're on the road all day, you got to make sure you're eating properly so that your you know your nerves don't overtake you and you're not over caffeinated and you're there's a lot of dialogue to be prepared um, and you got to you got to be able to focus on one project at a time so you're not thinking two projects ahead and worried about the villainous cowboy character when you're trying to be charming in a Pizza Hut commercial. Um, so it's it's a, it's a very challenging. Um, it's a very challenging when you have that many in one day, and it's also a blessing, of course. And I felt fantastic about every single performance. I'm going to put you on hold just for a second. Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, shit. Uh, hold, hold Great on. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm just trying to get this. Hold on, Dan. Um, are you there, Dan? I am. Oh. I hear something okay. oh, barely got... in my headphones. How about now? Hey, I can hear everybody. In fact, it feels like I'm wearing a headphone. You are on on the air. Uh, Amazing! T- tell us your name and where you're calling from. <laughs> Hi, this is Dan. I'm calling from uh, British Columbia. Uh-huh. This is Nooner Dan Marty. Uh, I just oh. have one question for you. How the hell do you stay so young, Marty, you? We have a strict anti-Canadian policy. And look, are you Canadian? Uh, well, uh, if. <laughs> okay, that, well, that'll do. Uh, so Wait, now, there's, now there's static everywhere. Uh, well, that's on your prop. That's your fault, not mine. No, that, no, it's not my phone. This, my phone's working great. My phone's working awesome. Well, if, as long as you can I'm hear stand us. by the window. Uh, Dan, uh, how hey, the... Guys, who's there today? Who am I saying hi to? I know it's Marty. I know Tweederson was late. <laughs> not that late. Here I am. <laughs> it's the, just the two of us. I don't know where Emily is. Uh, she t- uh, texted me that she'd be running late. Oh, nice of you to tell me. Um, Dan, <laughs> well, hello everybody out there, and Marty and Bill. Dan, I just want uh, Vancouver. I want to. We'll get to that, but I want to wish you congratulations on the Veronica Mars movie. You've gotten some very positive reviews. Did you get to go to Canada? I mean, to Texas. Well, I did. I went to Austin. We had a fantastic 
weekend. And the, the South by Southwest premiere was in the Paramount Theater, and it was amazing. It was the kind of screening you dream about where people are cheering and laughing the whole time. Nice. And then we had a screening for the backers that night at the Alamo Draft House out in Lake Line. And that, too, was a, it was incredible fun. We had people from as far away as Australia come in. That, weekend. that is really, wow. really lovely, lovely fans. And how many marshmallows did you see? Actual marshmallows? Actual, actual, actual marshmallows? Thousands. And then fans who call themselves marshmallows, also thousands. That is fantastic. And the reviews have been very positive. It's so exciting. Yeah, I, I will admit I've been looking at Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, and so far we are in. We have a green box, and we are fresh. So let's hope we can <laughs> You are so fresh, girl. Um, <laughs> and then, then what is happening tomorrow night? Well, that is very exciting because, in fact, tomorrow night I will be stepping out with, among others, Nooner Dan Marty's very own Marty Yu to the Los Angeles premiere of Veronica Mars at the Chinese Theater. Hey now. That, you mean my theater? That's right. Marty's well, we, mom's we theater? It's only appropriate to go there. We, we had it booked into the Taiwan Theater, but we thought that might inspire. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I know that's still a sore point for you, Marty. I'm, I'm PRC all the way. Uh, so, what are you doing in Canada? Well, I'm shooting the uh, pilot, iZombie, and we've had a real, just one of those crazy kind of fun weeks where you're both trying to enter the last week of prep on a pilot and balance premieres of a movie in Texas, uh, New York, and L.A. And you know, Marty, most nice. of the time, you and I like to joke, or everybody likes to joke about how, like, the quote-unquote glamour of Hollywood, because most of the time it's like waking up at 4 a.m. to go location scout a muddy field and, you know, get shat on by a cow. Uh, and then you go like, well, this is the glamour of Hollywood. This week, I will admit, has been really fun. Not that everybody involved hasn't worked really hard for it, but it's been fun. It's fun to be prepping what I think is going to be a really cool pilot, and then to be kind of hopping around. Warner Brothers has been great and going to these premieres. You know, the, this is the kind of week that you that makes the five years of working for it uh, kind of uh, feel rewarding. I will admit that. It's been a happy time. Nice. Great to hear. Yeah. Uh, and when yeah. you... Um, yeah. Are you actually filming right now or are you still in prepping? No, we, we're, we're in the final stages of prep. We'll be filming in the next week or so and uh, the cast has really come together. Can you name uh, any of the cast? Various announcements on... Uh, well, there's been some people announced on Dead One Hollywood Daily, uh, great folks like uh, Malcolm Goodwin and David Anders and Robert Buckley, and there'll be a couple of cool announcements in the next week as we wrap up casting, so very excited about that. Those those faces and names, if the names aren't immediately familiar, the faces and the names will be familiar when you look at me. Oh, my goodness, that person, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. David Anders is great. He's um, I did a yeah. reading with him, and he was just a really fun, very, very talented guy. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're excited about that. Um, and I'm really psyched to everybody tomorrow. I mean, th there's a little uh, Marty Yu cameo in the old Veronica Mars movie. And so uh, it's really Marty's premiere as well tomorrow night. And we're very excited to be there. <laughs> um, yeah. Ah, well, Marty. <laughs> well, Dan, I look forward to seeing you. And we look forward to getting you back in, in Studio Live. And studio is a yeah, very generous I, I, term. Uh, <laughs> I would look forward to coming down there as soon as we're done shooting this pilot and saying hello at the new Marty U International Broadcasting Studios. Oh, we, we, we just, have homemade biscuits. We just call it the Chinese, <laughs> by the way. It's it's the Chinese. Um, all right. Well, Dan, all right. thanks so much for calling in. It's great to hear your voice. 
And uh, well, I was, thank you for having me. And congratulations I will, I will on everything. Yeah, yeah, I, Mr. Jet Setter. <laughs> <laughs> Just for one week, then I go back to cows in a field shitting on me. Bring Marty some of that uh, hopped up Canadian Tylenol with codeine. <laughs> will do. All right. Great to hear you from right, you, man. Bye bye. See ya. You didn't tell me you were in the Veronica Mars movie. Oh, I'm not really in it. I'm just like, I'm just, I have, I'm sitting there. Do you say anything? No. They, they, I, that's crazy to me. Five million dollars and they couldn't give Mr. Wu a line. <laughs> it's crazy. I didn't even They're get lunch. They're up for the sequel. Were you Mr. Wu in the movie though? Or were you somebody else? Yeah, yeah, I was Mr. Wu in the movie. Mr. So, Mr. So all these jokes we were making about Mr. Wu being in the movie and he's in the movie. But I'm not in the movie. I don't get residuals. All I care about is the moolah, you know? Ugh, Marty, you've I don't care about cold. the art, I know. Um, so you were talking about yourself. Oh, interestingly enough, it actually ties into what Dan was talking about. Uh, the five years of hard work and... Uh, into the mic. The five years of hard work and then uh, getting a payoff. And I was talking about all this hard work with no payoff. Oh. <laughs> I, I worked... It's frustrating. I'm actually cranky about it, but I worked my ass off and had my one of my proudest days as a performer under the pressure that I was under and the time constraints I was under and the amount of preparation I had to do and um, the amount of curveballs I was thrown throughout the day. And uh, the only job I booked was the $100 oh. internet job. Oh, there you like, go. Oh, awesome. I got, uh, well. I got put on a veil for the commercial. was held on a veil for five days for what would have been a huge car commercial and that didn't go anywhere i didn't get called back for the pizza hut thing i didn't get the video game and i was like man that is some of the best work i've done uh, in hollywood okay that that said <laughs> you got validation you got you got i don't you booked one and you got the, the you're the, in the veronica mars movie and all you can talk about is the moolah i don't need validation i know i'm good i need to make a fucking living fuck validation uh well but the avail is is the my third avail of the year and right. it doesn't pay <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're in the Veronica Mars movie. But I didn't get any money for it. I'm not getting any money for being on a veil. You got a hundred bucks for a web series no one's ever going to see. Sorry, producers of the web series that are really passionate about their project. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well there you go. Bitter Bill. I'm just saying, Bitter Bill is back. I'm saying we're on the same page. And yes, I am bitter about it because I worked my ass off and did some of my best work, and I want to get hired. I think yeah. I'm good. I, I know I'm good. Yeah, I don't need the validation of being second in line. Mm -hmm. It's not validating. And like you said. You at least okay. got to go on set and no, 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 be no. But, part but see, of something. I, but see, I didn't audition for it. It was because, you know. All the better. But I hate auditioning. You, <laughs> I would love to have the kind of contacts where I didn't did have to audition. the anymore. same amount of auditions and got no avails, that, that would be more soul-crushing. Yes, it could have been worse. I could have been killed in a motor accident and on the know, drive home from the But you know audition. you're not delusional in your pursuit. No, I know. I know that. I'm not worried about being delusional. I'm just, By the way, Bill it's is delusional. Time. It's my time. Bill is delusional Give in me other the ways. Job. It's my time. Yeah. Up there, up there, Marty. It's their time. But down here, it's our time. Mm. Um, I just want to thank everybody who has donated for the Indiegogo that we have going on. Uh, Not even a cracking a smile for my Goonies reference. Uh, you know, I I knew it was a reference to something, but I didn't know what. Um, but, Marty, you disappoint but, me. No, Emily is probably a Goonies fan. She'll she'll probably know what you're talking well, about. Well, I'm not going to say it again. Oh, Chunk. Chunk. I dug really deep Chunk. for that one. There you go, Chunk. Isn't that a guy? And the guy who played Short Round. And um, yeah, yeah. You're your hero. Your cinematic hero. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I became an actor. So, uh, like, the only other Asian actor I can think of. We have nine. <laughs> look at I got you a shorter stand. <laughs> it's tiny. Yeah, there you go. Oh. 
Oh, hello, little tiny mic stand. <laughs> Emily was complaining that the mic stands were too tall, so I got you a shorter this one. Perfect. This is perfect. Oh, and he has biscuits, everybody. And biscuits with, uh, yeah, they were hot. If you had, had you been on time, they would have mm. been like piping hot. Mm. But they're just tepid now. Uh, so they are tepid. We have. Um, I thought you were being generous. I thought they were ice cold, but they are actually tepid. <laughs> Uh, we, in nine different countries we have donors from. And, uh, really? Yeah. Wow. And it's What's the hardest country to pronounce of the nine? America. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just want to give shouts out. And, by, you know, it's been really great. Like I said. I really think it's shout outs. No, no. It turns out right. I looked it up. It's shouts out. Okay. Uh, can you hand Emily a plate, please? I really want to partake of Marty's. Um... Oh, I forgot you didn't have legs. And you have to have everything handed to you, right? No, well, I'll, I'll get up and walk around. God, she just has short legs. I wonder why I'm late. This is what I wake up to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like why, why, should I? Should I? Should I eat? If you'd been on time, you could have procured a plate and sat it at your station, I and I had a pipe and hot biscuit. I still would have sat down and asked you to give me my exactly. Plate. That's why I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> Let us know if you hate. Uh, some people hate hearing, like, actually get grossed out hearing people eat on mic i'm not gonna i'm not gonna let my mouth go anywhere near the mic because i'm one of those people oh, are you really yeah i can't i don't know I why yelled that twice for not being on the mic so now i'm getting yelled at for being on the mic no no i'm not I yelling give up i'm not yelling at you i'm just curious because it doesn't bother me at all but i've I heard can't stand it god i would just turn the i would run away so yes yes radio land i will not be chewing at you unless i have something really fascinating to say my mouth is full <laughs> um so uh, what's been great is that we've heard from listeners that we haven't heard from before. We get the, the we have the tweeter, the tweeter regulars. Oh, that's, that's your hair. Um, this isn't. That's Bill's hair. That's my hair's not anywhere near that long. Um, and uh, we've got the, the mailbag. Marty, the mail you been people. lucky? Uh, with, with the marmalade. Have you been incorporating food into your. Have you been rude with the food? Sexcapades. Are you at all focused on. No, nope. but. All right. Never mind. I don't even know. What I won't shout about. out the people that who have given. The whole point is that people gave and we they, we have asked them for shouts Nine out. Nine different countries. Nine different countries. Over 50 and people. Play the theme song. We have a stinger and everything. Yes. And Although it took you so long to figure out how to make Dan's phone call come live, I don't know that we should really. All right. <laughs> uh, well, anything is going to be anticlimactic after that. At the supporter level, these are Smurps, supporters of minor internet radio personalities. We've got Joshua S. Stay. <laughs> Who's 22, living in Lake Charles. I thought we got his name before, but I, apparently we, we missed it. And his occupation is trash man, also part-time potter of casts and photographer. Should have given us your podcast. We would have given a shout-out. Um, and we know that uh, from previous podcasts that I used to wave to the trash man every morning, every Monday morning. And then at the uh, superfan level, we've got Derek West. He says... Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> it wasn't though. I was really, I was really tired. No, it's good. Takes a lot of breath. Uh, congratulations <laughs> on the Indie Go 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 campaign. Shout out. My name is Derek West. I've listened to this morning show from the first episode, and I look forward to your show every week. I'm a photographer in London, England, and would be very privileged to come to the states and take photographs of you all. Send us an audio letter. Send us an audio letter. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Send Emily an audio letter. I need a reason to come in in the mornings. Yes, we love to hear your voices. Um, yeah, we- two photographers. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it says, keep up the funny stuff, Merps. Uh, the next one is from Chris Calkins. He says, love the show. Missing Dan. Well, you got a little Dan today. Starting to miss Steve. Really? But truly love all y'all. We are not. If it weren't for politics from Marty, I'd be virtually uneducated about the world around me. Well, now you're just misinformed. <laughs> Way better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bill feels like a kindred spirit. Wow, hey you must be so sad. Oh, I want to give you a hug. I am nice. I'm. People think I'm fun. Maybe not you people Aww. or the listeners. Emily, let's give them a hug. Them a there are people hug. in my life who think I'm They're fun. there. Oh, it's all going to be better uh, once this life is over for you. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, yeah, he says that could be either a compliment or an insult to be, uh, to find you a kindred spirit. Um, he means it as a compliment. Uh, I'm East Coast Thank born you. and bred, and when it comes to Fuck the East Coast. this morning shows, I fully agree with Bill. Fuck the East Coast. Yeah. A kindred spirit. And when Emily laughs... Is there an echo in here? Here? And when Emily laughs, I mean really laughs, it always brings a smile to my face like little else in the world can. Thank you all so much for, insight, for the insight and entertainment. For a shout out, just call me Casey. Thank you again for everything. Also at the mega fan level or super fan level, we've got, um, let's see, uh, Marty, thank you for the email. A shout out would be awesome. I don't have any problem with you using my whole name. It's just plain old John Hutchins uh, said as it looks. I know you love your stats. So here are mine. English, white, baker, film geek, comic book fan, an avid gamer. A married photographer, photographer? Uh, and photographer. Uh, Three photographers. Ah, 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 ah. Uh, there might be some grounds in that coffee. Sorry. Uh, married, no kids ever. Keep on potting. That is Josh Hutchins. And then we have at the stalker level. And these are people... It's starting next week, we have a very special... We're going to start dedicating episodes. So Excellent. Yes. Um, the first one says, hello and thank you as well. Um, you have requested an email with name pronunciation and such. My I name is. I feel like we're in the mail sack. No, 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 this is. We'll get to the mail sack. Okay. This is Laura Sainer. It, it does have. It does smack of the mail okay. I know. Okay. I know. But this. Okay. Is, this is. I, I could have just listed the names, but people were thoughtful and, and wrote ha- notes and wrote little notes, and I, I, I welcome that. This is the go 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 indie go go portion of the show. I go by at sexy Laura twenty seven. That sexy with two X's. S e x x. Why? Hey now. 27 on Twitter. Also, I am Tyson Saner's wife, the author of that, the composer of that Indiegogo song. Oh. Thank you again for the awesome show, Laura Saner. And then uh, Elizabeth, Amy Elizabeth, and we'll get to her. She has a, an email later. Excellent. And that's at the. We actually read what was in the mail sack. <laughs> at the 8RE lover. That's theater lover. The 8 er R.E. Lover on Twitter. She um, must be English. Nope. No, actually, in the States, we use the, we use the R.E. What's well. this we shit? Yeah. Well, because obviously that's I don't. So, so you're that's trying so to make pretentious me thing, that the way you spell. Well. <laughs> we here in the States. I happen to be in the States, Emily. Mm. In the world of the United States. Mm. Why were you late? I, uh, God's honest truth, I cannot get out of bed. Oh. <laughs> 
because you're super depressed or because you hate mornings? A little bit of it. Call me. You missed a phone call from Dan Etheridge. I am very sad. We had a live call on the air. That's our first on-air call. And it, yeah. And it, and it only work. took about five minutes of scrambling to get oh, there. Come on. Did you hear about our? Did you hear about our podcast? I last sure week? did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you missed it, it's pretty epic. It and, was best yet. Um, my niece, she's twelve years old, and she's learned how to lino cut, which is a way to make um sort of prints. Um, okay. And she made uh, a special print, one of her. I think it's a second or third one, and uh, I want to give you, uh, Emily a copy of it. But, <gasps> Oh. oh my goodness! This is getting framed. Okay, Radioland, this is well, a. Can you tweet that out, Bill? I can. Uh, I can sure try. It there. looks like a woodcut. Yeah, that's it's the same. It's the same principle as a woodcut, but you're using linoleum. It's easier to carve. And it's 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 Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Thank you. What's her name? Ava. Thank you, Ava, for your excellent art and good taste. Yeah. Oh, and then neat. Oh, it's special. How am I going to keep it safe? Yeah. So I'm spend the next ten minutes trying to figure out how to tweet a photo. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just we'll just sit here and wait. Uh, how did your audition go last week? Oh man, I nailed it. And I knocked that sucker out of the park. Okay. And, and did you book it? I got callbacks. Hey, yeah. congratulations! And they all said, "Wow, you're in good shape," is what they said. Um, but I have a topic. I you know I how I very very rarely have something I actually want to discuss. Um, oh no! When it comes to it, doesn't have to be right now. No, no, no. We'll get Did to you it. guys watch True Detective? Uh, no, no, I, I, I haven't. But um, were you mad by the ending? I was. I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted about the whole thing mm. because there are two issues that I found very upsetting. Okay, but so if you show, haven't watched the show, McConaughey still hasn't put his Dallas Buyers Club weight back on yet. He's he's doing the best he can. <laughs> um, yeah, if you haven't seen the show, you might want to tune out for the next couple minutes. Yeah, do tune out, because I will spoil it. Spoiler time. We need a spoiler sting. Go. Uh, uh, Spoilers. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's lame. That was I mean, fantastic. but I welcome it. No, it's good. Good. I love it. I under, you're a voiceover uh, genius. Yeah. I'm, ju- I'm tweeting, guys. Yeah. I'm, not even, paying atten- I'm not even paying attention to what's it's going sincere. on. I was, that was a compliment. Was I just heard sincere. someone say spoilers, so I said it back to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, go ahead. Because um, it's a genuinely good show, and it was... I mean, the, the way it's directed is some... Like, I've never really seen anything like it on American television before. Like, you, it's, 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 it's slow. It's a very slow show, but you're never bored. It's just you get really invested in in what they're doing and their sort of minutia. And it's you know it's a detective thing, and so it's sort of irritating because I say that, but you don't feel irritated. But it's like you'll see them like go and talk to people, and it'd be kind of a dead end and like these really loose uh, connections that they sort of try to jimmy together. You know, it's probably like actually being a really a real detective, and it's very kind of frustrating. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I love that they do one story and stretch it out for that long because you get into the, the drudgery and the frustration. Um, sounds compelling. What's the kid's name again? Ava? The niece? Ava. Ava. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did you see Top of the Lake? No. Uh, it's, it's, I haven't seen True Detective, but it is also, uh, uh, one arc, long arcing story, and and uh, it's 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 good. It's really good. Well, I would recommend True. De- well, I can't. I can sort of half recommend True Detective. I actually, I, that's why I can recommend it because of that really good quality that it has. And Woody Harrelson's really good, right? Woody Harrelson's really good. Matthew McConaughey is very good. They're both very good. Um, you can't understand a damn word Matthew McConaughey says. I would recommend watching it with subtitles. <laughs> 
I'm not even joking. That is everything really kind funny. of doesn't sound like this, right? Um, and uh, but the, my main beef with it is that the women in it are represented so abominably. Like my roommate is notorious for being the devil's advocate. Like if you have a point, even if he doesn't agree with the counterpoint, he will argue it because that's just he's the professional devil's advocate. And so I was telling him, you know. I'm really frustrated with the way women are portrayed because they're all accessories and there's not a single woman on the show, including the children, who is not sexualized. Um, gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually really gross. Um, and is that is that done – is that an artistic choice? I think it's a misogynistic choice. That's some, that, that, that's, they're not uh, mutually exclusive though. Um. Do you think it's deliberate or do you think it's lack of vision and poor poor I storytelling? Think, I think it's somebody who has a sick worldview and is expressing that. Right. Because um, it's really sick. But There's, it's actually but I, I don't know the show. So mm-hmm. is that is that sick worldview part of the show and the world of the show and it, a point is being made by that? Or mm-hmm. is it just ham-fisted? It's ham-fisted. Okay. I mean... I, I hear there's some... Great tits in, in ooh, because that, pretty much every woman who's on screen. I'm is back on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean, and when I heard that, uh, yeah, it made me think. Okay, well, well, top of the lake is you should see it just because that's A Jane comparison. Campion. And it's made by you know, it's all mostly women in that, mm-hmm. and the men in it are. And if you really want to see the chick, if you really want to see the chick from Mad Men do a terrible uh, accent, Kiwi accent, you're yeah. in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, it is an interesting, uh, it's, it's an interesting show. Bill thought it was boring, but, um, I didn't make it very far into it. Yeah. Um, I was asking about the, the use of women, um, if it was deliberate, it actually reminded me of a discussion we had off mic about, um, Grant Morrison's seven soldiers. Mm. Um, one of the, oh, yeah. w- which I didn't really jive with. We can talk about that some other time, but yeah. I, I was kind of asking you about the same thing with, was the bulleteer character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, there's a a couple. The husband. You find out the husband is sort of obsessed. Spoilers or whatever the noise I made before. The husband is kind of obsessed with younger women and porn and uh, and youth, and he's worried that his wife is getting old. So he sort of poisons the both of them with this material that's meant to preserve you as you are. And she and she, he dies, but she ends up becoming like a superheroine because of it. And of course, every cover. Every cover is super pornographic. It, it, throughout the inside of the book, she's always in her underwear or sticking her ass out or wearing a miniskirt. Uh, it so whenever- culminates in a battle with uh, with the woman that his husband cheated on, and they're like, it's a hair pulling superheroine cat. Uh, with, whatever with- statement they, he was trying to make about upskirts and every other shot it's yeah. just like so but and that felt very deliberate because obviously grant morrison is a very intelligent writer mm-hmm. and and this was a part of a much larger series with six other characters mm-hmm. and none of the well the zantana stuff had titties everywhere but none of the other stuff felt nearly as obviously exploitative and and pornographic so i kept reading it thinking like is this is this a, a choice i mean obviously the main the, the husband was porn obsessed and youth and and body obsessed and, so and it seems a, like it would be a choice but it just felt cheap right Right. So I was just wondering if True Detective... I actually haven't read that, uh, so I can't... But I was wondering if True Detective, if it was a choice... Like he's True got Detective... a bleak worldview and the show has a bleak worldview, so it feeds that. True Detective does... Um, it does try to make everything uglier. It does. Um, Even the titties? <laughs> they are, it's all ugly. But like part of it... There's no such thing as an ugly titty. <laughs> oh, I'll show you later. <laughs> Come to the bathroom with me. <laughs> <laughs> um... When, no, uh, thank you. 
the fact that all of the women are accessories and sex objects is what makes it disturbing. It's not mm-hmm. disturbing that women have sex. That's not disturbing. But that they are objectified and stripped down to being nothing but objects to define men and for men to have sex with. Hmm. Even with sounds too... Um, generous. <laughs> generous. At, yes. at, have sex On top of. of. Yeah. <laughs> into. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. I and mean, that's how it... I that would like to have sex the into you. the part of the show. I mean, what the storyline was not half so creepy as the worldview on women from that show. And it was really disturbing. I was really disturbed that I read a whole lot of reviews and nobody have ever mentioned it because... So my roommate, I've heard it mentioned. I've go, heard on, it mentioned. go on Jezebel.com. I'm sure somebody oh, said yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Or Grantland. But uh, my roommate, who's the devil's advocate, I'm telling, like, I kind of went off last night about this whole thing. And, and he kind of sat there for a second. He said, I want to play the devil's advocate, <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> Emily wins! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah! Suck it! Yeah. The devil has no advocate. He's, he, there's no excuse for that. The devil must speak for himself. But the second thing, so you guys know that there's very strong, he uses Lovecraft, and he uses Lovecraft explicitly. As part of... Oh, interesting. Well, Well, that's um, the way I got into it. Well, very quickly, uh, Chris Brown says, it dragged out... um, It felt like a dragged out TV version of something like Prisoners, but not as good. Did you see Prisoners? Mm -mm. Uh, That was... I didn't love it. It was very tense, though. Very... um, And then uh, Darren said that... Was it tense without being intense? No, it was pretty intense, too. It just (laughs) seemed humorless, but um, I, I should see it again. Uh, and then uh, Darren said that it's not finished airing in the UK, and he we can't. Ruined it. <laughs> yeah, and he can't not listen. But he's tumbling. But whatever. Go ahead. Oh, don't listen to this, Darren. Um, seriously, save yourself. We can go without a tumbler for a moment. Um, save really, yourself. really, this part, really, Darren, don't listen to. Just turn it off for the next five minutes. Uh, no one will mind. Um, it's so it's it's very Lovecraft inspired. He uses the king in yellow. The king in yellow, well, actually, Carcosa was originated by Ambrose Bierce, and then several decades later, it was appropriated by uh, Robert Chambers in a book called The King in Yellow. And it's a really interesting mythology, and it's really exciting. And uh, Lovecraft was inspired by it. He never really folded it into his universe. But later, when they made the role-playing game, Call of Cthulhu... Um, Sorry, which game? Call of Cthulhu. Um, they uh, they folded it in, and now and mm. now the King in Yellow is part of the universe, and it's, it's um, my favorite part. So anyway, this mm. whole story revolves around this cult devoted to the King in Yellow and Carcosa, and there's all of these... Um, references to it throughout the whole thing people go to like a mystic place when they start talking about it and i kept watching it because i was thinking this has got to you you can't use something like the king in yellow and call in all of these you know cthulhu enthusiasts and then not do anything with it because it's such a rich fascinating world and everybody there is just just on tender hooks waiting for this to un to like unveil itself even if it's in like a very tiny way mm-hmm. we want to see that some you, sort of nod that you know what you're doing and you used it with a purpose other than just drawing in a built-in fan base that you know is going to watch the show mm-hmm. just because you and then not pay words. off that fan and base. that's exactly what happened ah. that's exactly what happened it was Nuts. like it was, it was just used as like a a bait is yeah, what it yeah. felt like. Right. Like, there's no reason, there was absolutely no reason in that show that he couldn't have made up his own cult and his own, uh, like, you know, spooky figure. 
So what is attra- it, attractive about the king in yellow? Like what is what the is mythology is really it's horrifying, but it's it's really beautiful. You have to read the king in yellow because it's it's just very you know mystical. It's about this other this the the land of lost Carcosa. Along the shore, the cloud waves break. The twin suns sink behind the lake. The shadows lengthen in Carcosa. Yeah. You're freaking the dogs out, Marty. <laughs> yeah, I do. That happens every night. <clears throat> um, so I'm sorry that it was unsatisfying. Was- yeah, so if you're a Cthulhu nerd and you're just waiting for it to pay off, it doesn't. And it feels, it felt really cheap. You know it's not cheap? Go on. The fact that it's the top of the hour and you're listening to the Smod Coast Morning Show on the Smodcast Internet Radio Networks. <laughs> oh, God, we need stingers. <laughs> Um, I was just reading, I, I sent you, uh, Emily, a photo of, hey, wow, that was so timely. I sent you a photo of uh, a graphic novel that I've been reading um, that is reinterpretations of, not reinterpretations, uh, adaptations of mm-hmm. uh, Lovecraft stories. Three is funny. And it doesn't work. <laughs> no, you can't. You it doesn't can't, work at mm-hmm. all because all, Lovecraft builds up to this unknowable right. and undescribable horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you turn the page and there's a picture of it. Oh, and a like, monster. Oh, like, oh well, it's a tentacle. It's kind of, yeah, he's got really a funny head and you could probably stab it. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> totally not I mean, scary It's, it's sort of like, yeah, how do you describe a fever dream? You and know? how do you right. show non-Euclidean geometry? Oh, very th- that I wasn't thinking about, actually, when I was reading. <laughs> well, that's a oh. big thing. Well, if you, uh, you have to visualize the time dimension in uh, um, fourth... 4D, and you just extract it, extrude it into your mind's eye. Uh-huh. Well, they didn't do a very good job of that because the uh, graphic novel was dull. I didn't yeah. come. Ac- I didn't. They're usually dull and way too graphically violent, is what I've found. These, this wasn't. This wasn't overly violent. Um, strange is the night where the black stars rise, and strange moons circle through the skies. But stranger still. Is lost Carcosa. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I can not listen to that all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Chris says that you can you would appreciate this Monday's Penny Arcade. Do you read Penny Arcade? No. It's an. Uh, uh, well, I guess there was one about True Detective and Lovecraft. I will send it to you, and it has uh, it ends with the familiar. Uh, the familiar sound of Sorry if that blew up in everybody's ear. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um I will say I had gotta give it to Lovecraft because I used to live in Providence and he mm-hmm. shouts out Brown University, uh, Rhode Island yeah. School of Design, all the small cities in Providence, and then and there was a moment when uh he needs to travel to see his aunt, and of course she's in Cleveland. Oh. I was like, Thank you, Lovecraft. We've inhabited the same universes, <laughs> sisters. Emily just read the comic, Chris. Yeah, that's, Chris. Good. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, good. So it was from this Monday. Uh, if you want to, well, we should. It's a along. podcast. We should at least act it out or something. Mm, no, go to the Tumblr page. All right, all right. Uh, oh, except Darren's not listening. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, Darren. <laughs> I sent him all away. Right, bring, bring, come back, Darren. We want you back. Uh, Jeff asked earlier if, if we. Like House of Cards. Um, <laughs> Jeff in uh, from. Akron. Akron. He was asking if we played uh, the Stick of Destiny or whatever the um, what is it? The uh, uh, Pick of Destiny. Pick the of, no, no. Tenacious D movie. The the South Park video game. Oh, I have not played it yet. But I heard it was great. 
I heard uh, the creators had a hand in the South Park creators had a hand in its development. Yeah. Oh, they were totally all the writers did, and, and they basically basically it's like from what I hear, it's it's like it's a playable episode. A playable basically. episode. Yeah. Um, let us know if you, if minutes. it's worth buying uh, because it, it looks very funny. Yeah, but I don't want to spend sixty bucks if it's just going to be <laughs> shitty. Uh, I don't want to spend sixty bucks. Yeah, period. <laughs> if it's going to be go. great. Yeah, uh, but I'm I I think it's they had the great approach of just being hands on all the way through, and as opposed to just licensing out some characters, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, gotta gotta protect your your. Uh IP, your IP, yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, do you guys watch Community at all? Nope. I've seen a handful of episodes. I support what they're doing. I'm glad Dan Harmon is back. I think he's a very creative guy. Yeah, I, but I, I I'm surprised you don't watch it. it. It's it's funny, and they they did a great one this past week uh, with uh, about social networking, and they they do a lot of homages. And this one was to like Logan's Run and all these sort of oh, wow. post apocalyptic things, and very very funny. Mitch Hurwitz is in it, the creator for. Um, of Arrested Development, and he's he has a great part in it. But I guess he and Dan Harmon are, are buds, and they're uh, they're working on a mysterious project together. Ooh, mysterious so. project! <laughs> <laughs> and they just got their theme song. And they just got a stinger. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, if you don't, guys don't watch it, then it's not worth talking about. But we can talk about. And spoil other things like the uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Ah, I saw them last night. I had super funky dreams. Really? That. Yeah. What's that? I, what is I it? I had some like weird high seas adventure, and there was a squid that was shooting ink on everyone every time he lied, and he kept telling <laughs> he kept telling everyone everything would be okay, and then like the camera would pan around, and everyone was covered in ink. Was that really was your funny. dream? Yeah. You oh. had camera shots in your dream? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's impossible. It's Wes, it's Wes Anderson's latest film, and oh. his camera never stops moving. Wow. Ever. He breaks but the it all, it's 360 mostly, line all the time. But it's mostly just moving horizontally. It's yeah. just like long, long, dollying like, constantly. Like shots. Tom and Jerry running Zooms down a hall. <laughs> Seventies like zoom ins and punch outs and yeah, and he and does he, he leaves the camera steady for a minute while people run up the stairs and then he flips it the exact opposite direction. It completely confuses your geometry and has them running towards you. No, and Euclidean geometry he does it constantly. He did it. See, he did, he it. did it. So much movement. So my yeah, my dreams were full of odd Visuals. camera movement. Yeah, huh. um, I enjoyed the film. I'm glad I saw it. I at a certain point I was ready for it to start wrapping up. At a certain point some some action sequences started and I was like, wow, I could have used that 10 minutes ago because mm-hmm. this feels so refreshing because mm-hmm. um, I felt like there was a certain... It didn't necessarily drag because every scene had something interesting, either an interesting actor or an interesting... Obviously, the production design is through the roof. It's unbelievable. Like, it's so imaginative. It, it mixes it's these... super whimsical. Yeah, it mixes these mo- like these very obvious models with just beautiful, beautiful set design. I'm going to go see it tonight. You, you really should. And, and also, Ray Fiennes is he's, hilarious. He's you know, so you good. never think of him as funny. I do, Have because of In Bruges. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking yeah. hysterical in that movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. But here, he's a, he's to, a totally different character, but, mm-hmm. but he is... Uh, I mean, and he's just. But yeah, he's someone you don't think was very funny. You think if you meet him, he'd be very stone faced. Yeah, stoic and, and he's he's silly. He's energetic, and it, it's a delight watching him work. And oh. yeah, everybody that should see true. it. It's it's a very sweet movie, mm-hmm. and it it's all the 
you know, Wes Anderson... It's playful, but it still has a lot of sort of heartbreak and... Yeah, and Wes Anderson, I, his movies are all very similar, but they're, you know, they're good. <laughs> like, I, have, I, have we talked about this? I haven't liked it. I never liked Wes Anderson until he did um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh-huh. And then after that, everything he's done has been just like my favorite movie of the year. Oh, really? I really enjoyed uh, Rushmore and Bottle Rocket. I did not enjoy Tenenbaums. And Ah. I haven't actually been back to him since Tenenbaums. Oh, really? You didn't see Fantastic Mr. Fox? I didn't see Fox. I didn't see uh, Life Aquatic. And I didn't see Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise Kingdom Kingdom is great. It's it's really, really wonderful. It's... They're very similar in tone where you, there's just these wonderful sort of romantic moments that, mm. that, uh, um, that are delicious. Mm-hmm. There's a very curious choice in Grand Budapest Hotel, which I stand behind, but it, it was definitely a deliberate choice and an odd one because um, it, it, it jumps through history. Um, the twenties, thirties, sixties. Does it get any later than the sixties? Sixty-eight is the okay. latest. Oh no, no, eighty-five is the right. is the, Tom the Wilkinson, Wilkinson era. Yeah. Um, my buddy Tom, um, and he has every actor. He's a, a, a huge cast of, of very recognizable faces, but he has all of them speak in their own voice and their own accent, their own dialect, with right. no affectation. So if there's the the woman who's Irish, yeah, Saoirse Ronan, you finally hear what she actually sounds like. She's got a Dublin accent, mm-hmm. even though she's in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Like it just there's no explanation for it. Har- Harvey Keitel is in jail with him in the 30s, and he's got a street tough Brooklyn accent. Right. And it's just no, there's no apology for it. But just they're made of countries, so, it, you know. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I did, mean, did it, it worked. It, I thought, I thought it yeah. worked. Well, if you think about it, in like World War II movies, like the right. Nazis speak with English accent and the good guys are Americans. You right, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's, it, it's arbitrary in the first place. Mm-hmm. So might as well just fuck it. You know? And it also reminds me of, of that era, sort of the Casablanca era of filmmaking. When we had Hollywood had such a huge influx of European immigrants who were avoiding the Nazis and and, and fleeing from war torn countries, and every cast of characters, everyone spoke in these odd accents. Right. You couldn't quite. I mean, these were these were much more defined. Like she's very Dublin, he's very Brooklyn. You know, mm-hmm. but you, you just have that old old Hollywood sense of a film populated by all these different ways of speaking. That's cool. Yeah, and there are so many actors in there. You feel like you miss something because you don't get like a lot of what you love about them. You know, I got everything I loved about Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is hilarious. He he probably has like three lines in the movie, but when you see him on screen, your eyes just go to him and you start laughing. He's very charismatic. He was the, did you guys see you? Well, you didn't in the fantastic Mr. Fox. He voiced the rat. Did you know that? Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 The Cajun sewer rat. And so fucking cool. <laughs> okay. So, so, what I like about Wes Anderson is he brings back a, a lot of the same people, and then they come back for these small parts. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Owen Wilson. Bill Murray. Owen yeah. Wilson, yeah. Uh, he has a very small part. D- did need to do it, but like it says a lot about him. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was on the Daily Show, and he said like how great it was to work on it. Like they had dinner. Like. Wes Anderson brought in a chef, and they all had dinner together. The cast did, and crew. I assume the crew, but uh, and they yeah, were like a, a, a family, and they'd have these long discussions. And then you think about, well, he's worked with Ben Stiller once and Gwyneth Paltrow once. Yeah. <laughs> in the movie that I didn't like, I did not like that movie either. Um, but I, I, I yeah, yeah, I, I might not mean anything, right? But <laughs> that's something that definitely George Clooney once. Uh, yeah, but 
I'll bet he'll work with George Clooney again. I would think so. Different I was actually nice expected guys. him to show up at some point yeah. in, in this film. It was definitely yeah. the was, kind um, of film he would show up in. Yeah. And he has a busy, rich life, too. <laughs> was Tilda Swinton in it? She was amazing. Sort of. Oh, <laughs> she was amazing. God. She was like, an amazing human being. She like, is. I did not. I was. Uh, she came and went, and I thought, I wonder when Tilda Swinton's coming in. Oh, really? She was great. You don't recognize her. Uh, yeah. She was awesome. So, anyhow, uh, the, long story short, everybody should see that movie. Tell a friend, enjoy it, and uh, did yeah. you two go see it together? No, oh. no birthday party last night. Mm. Oh, really? Marty That's doesn't a, invite me to anything. I don't. I don't do anything. Or, I, you're going to the Veronica Mars premiere tomorrow. I was invited to that Chinese theater. I was invited to that, and oh, I'm my Marty. Yeah, um, and he's in the movie. All these jokes we made about him being in the movie, and him's like, no, no, no. He's in the movie. I don't have any lines though. You're it's, in the movie. I didn't. All I got was uh, for it was like a, a bag of Doritos and a Coke Zero. That's all I got. <laughs> That's what we work for these days. I, seriously, that is absolutely what I got. But you know, it was fun. It's fine, fine. Um, I just saw. Oh, do you guys have you? You guys don't watch late night TV at all, do you? No. I've been watching a few clips just to see how Fallon and. Uh, but I don't. I was never a Fallon or Seth Meyers guy. I don't think I. How, how is Seth Meyers? Um, Let us know what you think at Nooner Dan Marty Nooner Podcast Gmail dot com. He's the same I felt he was on SNL. He's competent. Um, he's never really committed to the material. He doesn't. He's always outside of it. He's um, not very charming. Yeah, he's. Outside, I'm, I'm sure he's a nice guy. And he's know, not outside of the funny. material the way Buster Keaton is outside of society, or Chaplin is outside right. of society, and and, and he's that, that in on itself what makes a statement. Sure. It's just sort of, yeah, it's just sort of. There's a slickness to it and a smirk to it that's like hey, you're really more of a writer, um, aren't you? <laughs> you yeah. know. Um, and he's very he's very deferential to his guests, which is and this is in a, in a very small sampling, so I can't mm-hmm, really speak mm-hmm. for too long. But he's he's deferential to his guests, which is nice. Um, but you don't get the sense that there's going to be any depth to any of the conversations. Uh huh. Which mm-hmm. I also get with Jimmy Fallon because he seems like too big a fan of everyone who comes on. Oh well, see, I I think he's great. Like because he's a fan. Like you're like he loves his job, and there's something really um. Exciting about seeing somebody who loves what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, that's magnetic. Yeah, and also, you know, he's he's a good performer. He's a singer. He's a dancer, and he he does goofy things with his with these people, and it sort of injects a freshness into late night TV that where it's like David Letterman, and I still think he's funny, but it's like he's tolerating you on his set, mm-hmm. you know, and then he's he, clearly he's thinking about getting back to Connecticut and being with his son. And Jay Leno, it's he's just trying so hard to be relevant, you know, doing like a man on the street stuff that with actors, you know, it's not even real. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he did that uh, that thing with the people dancing at the gas station pumps. Is he and, out yet? Yeah, he's he's gone. He's gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he's not ousted yet. Yeah, yeah, that's that's because Jimmy Fallon's doing the Tonight Show now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and also, I think I mean I think it's kind of like when when I was uh, in college, that's when Letterman was hitting his stride, mm-hmm. and it was really exciting to see. And like, what is he going to do? He's he throwing, was rebellious. Re- yeah, he's he throwing silly. stuff off of win uh, off out of, of windows. Yeah, yeah and, I remember that. And now, like he's the old guard, and then you've got people like um, Jimmy Fallon and, and Jimmy Kimmel who are doing funny. Like Jimmy Kimmel is a great prankster, and he gets these celebrities to do silly things, which is great, you know. And and then Jimmy Fallon. Gets his, you know, gets in water fights with Lindsay Lohan, you know, that was what on this week. And, and it's like, it's kind of cute, you know, and it's, it's, 
I think it's just a, a new generation for, for that. But mm-hmm. I'm still too late for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in bed by 10. I'm too busy watching Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> again. <laughs> and again. And again. Fifth time around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me just get to some tweets here. So... Uh, yeah, Jeff says that Stick of Truth is 100% worth the money. That's the, the, uh, the South Park game. Uh, you'll be laughing nonstop. And then some guy named Bill Twatterson posted a photo of you. Weird. Whoa. Um, it's Tweeterson, sir. Oh, my bad. And then uh, Yako said, do you see Like Father, Like Son, the Japanese film, uh, the winner of the Cannes Jury Prize? I-, I did not. Is that the Corrida one? If it is, let it let us know if it's worth watching. <laughs> like, did you watch it? It's such a waste of time. Like, well, thanks for tweeting it, um, Yako. And then uh, Darren wanted to let us know that the Grand uh, uh, whatever hotel, Budapest hotel. hotel, is only showing on four screens in the U.S. Uh, so we should really, yeah. But he did add, really? though I have seen it in the U.K. Oh, how oh. pretentious thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. You know, when my friend uh, invited me to this movie, I was like, I do want to celebrate your birthday with you, but why would I see the sequel to The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel? It was not really an interesting movie, oh. even though it had a cast of heavy hitters. And then it wasn't until like an hour or two before that I was like, oh, shit, that's the Wes Anderson movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. I'm coming in. Give me a ticket. I'll be there. <laughs> Where is it showing? Arclight. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I saw Arclight Hollywood. Arclight Hollywood, okay. yeah. Uh, Chris Brown says he likes the Pete Holmes show. I don't know Pete Holmes that well, um, except for when he's on Doug Loves Movies. Very funny podcast. And he's so annoying. I mean, he's funny, but he's annoying. Um, so I haven't, that's why I haven't watched his show, which is bad. And then Darren said that he likes Myers bits with Ar- Fred Armisen and he prefers his interview style to Fallon's. Well, there you go. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff said that the first episode was rough to watch. Well, you know what? You got to give him uh, a few. Um, Conan was pretty brutal in the beginning. Yeah. And I, I find him incredibly engaging. Yeah. Uh, he's very funny too, but I always feel like he's, I never feel like he's comfortable in his own skin. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's it's part like, of his appeal. It is part of his appeal. He speaks for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, Jimmy Fallon has like this swagger to him where he's like the life of the party, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's And then um, somebody said that, uh, let's see, Stiller was busy with Tropic Thunder and Walter Mitty when Fox and, G- and uh, GBH were being made. Oh, somebody makes bad choices. <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. Did you, anybody watch Walter Mitty? I've yeah. heard bad things. I, yeah. I can't, I do not enjoy Ben Stiller. I don't think he's funny. And because I never thought he was funny now that he's trying to like have salt and pepper hair and be serious and like, why? I don't care. Mm. So Mike, um, says that, uh, late night talk shows seem to be a dying format. And I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's, it, I think it's a staid format. I think it's also if I know what that word means that people don't people watch it during the day they watch it the next day they watch it in clips mm-hmm. but yeah I, I only watch it in clips I used to love staying up to watch it yeah and now if I stay up I'm going to watch the Daily Show you know yeah and Colbert so but all right let's uh, move on and um, do we need to prepare a I think we should dip our hands into the mail sack. No, you, you preempted it. He was getting ready. We were supposed to vamp until he was ready. Uh, I think God we should it. teach Marty how to cue stingers a little more quickly. <laughs> he does have to multitask, Still? to be fair. James oh. could go quiet and prepare if he needed to. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, I used stayed properly in case anyone was wondering. Well, give us the definition while Marty Of settled scrambles. or sedate character. Mm. Fixed, settled, or permanent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Ooh. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, get my hands that mail sack. Uh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, Jesus, sorry. See, I, and I did that, and I and I still am behind. Still not prepared. God damn it! Wow. All right, this one's from Rachel. Hello, hello, guys, and a special hello to Marty and Emily for holding down the fort last week. Even though we were a few flubs, a really? few. Just, I didn't I don't catch know. Any. I don't know. I just, uh, what does well, she say? You know, does she know that we don't? Yeah, yeah to each their own. Uh, <laughs> you were both hilarious and did a pretty good job. Anyway, pretty good. Pretty good. Anyway, yeah, B, pretty good anyway. B minus. Yeah, in spite of yourselves. Uh, since you guys were talking about the Oscars last week, I wanted to put in my two cents. I really love the song "Let It Go." Sorry, Emily. Please don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. And I was looking forward to the live performance by Adina Menzel. Uh, but like Emily commented, there was something wrong with her performance. It was very disappointing, but I'm wondering if, it, if her nerves or the orchestra are perhaps both. However, I'm surprised there's little to no comments on the interwebs about how bad it was. Because everyone think, was obsessed with Travolta getting Travolta. her name wrong. Do you think yeah. John Travolta butchering her name took attention away from her terrible Absolutely. performance? Absolutely. Yeah. Thoughts? Um, <laughs> yeah, and thanks for the, uh, uh, again for the awesome podcast. I think- Thank you, Rachel. John Travolta was her saving grace. <laughs> but the crazy thing is she got a standing ovation. It was not a standing ovation performance. I, no, it's not a standing ovation. Song. It probably felt bad for her for, for having her name mispronounced. Yeah, but that saved her butt. Right in her nobody... moment. It's like, this is your biggest moment on the, on the biggest stage you've ever been on. And no, say no, your fucking name wrong performer. seconds before you're about to sing. So, yeah, be, p- performing on Broadway is a much smaller audience than being in the Oscars. Yeah. You're talking about millions and millions. No, it's like a billion people watch. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. But uh, Adina Menzel, she, she's, she was on Broadway for years doing Wicked. And mm-hmm. like she's a pro. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't... That's like, I think that's more what I was trying to say, is that she is, she's a pro. She's a pro. Mm-hmm. And I think it must... It, it, maybe it was nerves, but there was something off about her performance. It wasn't out of tune but she was straining for some of those it's a hard yeah. song to sing i think but yeah it's also crap <laughs> yeah i have <laughs> to be she's like i have to sing this crap again yeah that's probably what she was thinking that, that was the first time i ever heard the song i hadn't listened to any of the remixes or the this or the that's and i had seen a million people complaining that they hear the song a billion times mm-hmm. and they never want to hear it again i'd never heard it mm-hmm. so the build-up to that moment it's like oh i'm finally hearing the song i was like this is not special it's, it's really not packed. catchy it's Trite. not right there's nothing. There's nothing. Nothing special. special about that song. No. I mean, it's still better than shitty fucking you too. But yeah, I liked Pharrell. Did you hear that? Yeah, that was fun. I love that song. Yeah, and I loved how game some of the actresses were to just like, yeah, I'll get up and dance. Oh yeah, even though Meryl, I'm probably gonna look Meryl Streep. Uh, you know, yeah. she had some moves. But Can you believe that handsome young guy, ah, ah, Jim ah, Marty doesn't know what he's doing. Marty doesn't know what he's doing. Um, <laughs> the thing that you know, annoyed me the most at the Oscars hmm. was actually. Jared Leto shouting out his shitty band in his Oscar oh. thank you speech. And then he tacks it on with like, at the end with like, and for anyone who's ever suffered from AIDS or, or who's been an outsider, this is for you. Thank you. Like, <laughs> yeah, you spent all this time talking about your fucking band and your brother on this crazy journey that is 30 seconds tomorrow. Like, talk about your shitty band at the fucking well, he, Oscar. He, he was speech. talking about his brother more than the band. Yeah, but he was talking, but he used it to talk about his band. Just, if he knows what his, if he knows what he and his brother have been through, say it to it, say it to the brother. Say, uh, you know, thanks to my brother, uh, for, for working with me all these years, but I don't need to hear you fucking shout out your, it's like, it's not a fucking it was commercial, a little, I think man. It's a little tacky, yeah. 
I thought it was super tacky. Like you need the publicity. You already are a million. It doesn't fucking yeah. people go to your show. It's like ugh. this is it. a different recording of Adina Menzel singing live. Same song as this. Let it go. Yeah, I can't tell because it sounds like everything else I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm just seeing if she if she sounds can sing. weak. Yeah. Lyrics are so infantile. I don't care what they're I don't need to hear anymore. I can't believe it. It makes me angry. Why is that caught on? I don't know. It's saccharine and. I mean, I'm glad it has a a message that that might be helpful to children, but we're talking about whether or not it's a good song, and it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. And also, just because they're children doesn't mean you have to force bad music on them. May I yeah, cite again you. the Muppet movie? The uh, no. Walt Disney's I Robin will. Hood featuring oh, yeah. uh, Roger Miller. Oh, you sang that last time. I know, I know. <laughs> we'll, we'll spare you. No. Uh, Lou says that, gotta agree, <laughs> this song is utter crap and she performed it badly. I still wish Happy won. I wish Happy won. Frowny I face. I wish they'd stop performing the songs at the Oscars because it's already too fucking long. Yeah. Oh, it's no, always those... schmaltzy and uninteresting. I like. I like. Give him a give him a verse and a chorus and out. I like seeing Elliot Smith perform. You know when he did Miss Misery, like it was just very uh, out of place to see. Uh, him perform at the yeah. Oscars. When there's an out of place one, it's mildly interesting, but there, it's usually that? one out of place one and that was four from, others. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did not win. Uh, Springsteen doing Philadelphia. Yeah, I thought I thought you two did a good job. I don't love the song, but I, I actually walked out of the room because I hate them so much that I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to sit through this shit. Because you hated your time but in they, Ireland. Yeah, they, no, I just tell you, they would never I've do. Always right, hated though. them. Yeah, so I've always hated them. Well, then they're probably very, always very will. pretentious thing. Yes. yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Hmm, that's so. I'd say they're on the less interesting spectrum of pretentious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello, Murps. Hello. As one of I Emily's say. sugar daddies, wink, wink, and of course the rest of you as well. I decided to respond. My name is hopefully already known, and my Twitter handle is at first evil. This is from Michael Binhock in Germany. Ach, German. As a big Joss Whedon fan and Buffy fan, I took the name as uh, a nickname for my many online games. Ah, oh, the first. And it stuck with me all the years. My Travolta name is Marcel Brazent. Good. Um, yeah, so if you want to get your uh, your Twitter or your your Travolta twisted name, you go to where was it Slate dot com, I think. Or or you uh, donate to us, and I will give you your own Travolta. Oh yeah, that's name. right. <laughs> yeah, what would you give Michael Benhock? He gave well, you he already name. gave us one. No, no, good one. Marcelo Bazent. That's good. All right. Or you get born with dyslexia and try to read. Uh, my people. My current take that you cynics. <laughs> my current guilty pleasures are Diablo three. Do you guys? Are, you don't play. Oh, my guys, roommate plays it. Yeah, and Star Wars: The Old Republic at gaming, and on TV, The Mentalist. Oh, it's so terrible. Seen everyone. <laughs> uh, How do you have time to watch the fucking Mentalist? Oh, I don't know because I, I don't do things. Uh, the Good Wife and Agents of Shield and much more. Agents of Shield is I haven't I seen the Good Wife. It's getting better. It's getting a little better. Um, yeah, yeah. They the next one they have a uh, Freya, uh, Freya in it. From, Sig. 
Sif. Oh, Sif. 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 Sorry. Sif. Sif. From the Thor movies. And uh, I'll see that. I'm planning for my birthday to make a trip to L.A. at the end of the year, uh, but the exact date is yet to be determined. Good Coleman. Yeah, we, we owe him lunch. Uh, I want to see a show at Hollywood Bab- Babylon, and I'd like to visit the developer studios of Star Citizen. Don't know what that is. And we'll take you to, um, we'll take you to uh, the Red Lion for German sausage and beer. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Marty, when everything works perfect with the podcasting, I'm sure the world is doomed, Michael. Thank you, Michael. That's a wonderful email. Oh, that's also a way of saying you fuck up all the time. <laughs> yeah. A wonderful email. Uh, let's see. Then we go to Amy Elizabeth, theater lover, the eight er lover. Morning, all my boyfriend and I will, are in the middle of our road trip to L.A. Hey. Huzzah. Come on out. This message is being sent from our hotel just outside of the Grand Canyon Park. Oh, Ooh, that's cool. where I stayed. Uh, not the Grand Canyon Park, but I uh, stayed uh, just outside the Grand Canyon before my very first morning in Los Angeles. Oh, really? On my, my drive out from Ohio. I did a hike uh, down to the bottom, of, and that was just incredible. Though it's a, it turns out it's deep. Yeah. You yeah. don't say. It's yeah. deep. And it's a What's hard... that Homer Simpson bit where he walks up and he's like, Wow, what a Grand Canyon. Because <laughs> there's nothing else to say. I mean, that's yeah, and then there's the vacation much got where, it all in where the they're name. like, yep, "That's good." Right. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that. Um, we're heading to LA oh, today and staying in Hermosa, uh, Hermosa Beach, which is in Orange County. Uh, happy travels. I guess you're probably on the road right now. This is sent Ooh, lots five. of oxycontin and heroin problems in the OC. Really? Not in Hermosa Beach. In the OC. Yeah. All right. Are you sure you're not thinking about San Bernardino? I saw a documentary on it. Oh, then it must be true. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's Santa's seal of approval. Yeah. <laughs> that's Slick Santa's. The SSOA. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, yeah. uh, wanted to thank you for the info on restaurants and things to do in LA. We will be spending most of Wednesday in, Ho- in the Hollywood area since that is where At Midnight Tapes. Uh, that's a fun show. That's a good late night mm-hmm. show. Which one's that one? It's a Chris Hardwick show. Okay, yeah. And uh, he of has, the Nerdist. Yeah, of the Nerdist, and he has three comics, and they do a review of the uh, of the internet every day, and it's it's very funny, uh, especially when they have good, good comics. People. Yeah, <laughs> turns out that's how. But he's Strange. he's a. I, I'm not a huge. I don't think he's the funniest guy, but he's a great host, and and he has. I think he's growing on me as, as a funny guy. Um. And then she's uh, inviting us out for drinks um, tomorrow night. And you know what? Uh, and because she worked at the uh, Will Gear Theatricum Botanicum. Yeah, yeah. The Boise Botanicum. Mm-hmm. So I, I will figure out if we're available if I have time before the screening, and maybe we can hook up. And uh, we'll, yeah, what part of town? Hollywood. I need more info. Uh, she gave that info. I knew she was going to be in Hollywood, but I don't know where we were invited to drinks. No, most she's going to be in Hollywood most of the day. So we'll try to um, we'll we'll try to make that happen. Yeah, keep me posted. I am jamming with a new drummer tomorrow night. Really? So I will definitely just be in afterwards. Just B and D. No, uh, Greg Felden of the Greg Felden Band will be joining us as well. Oh. Not that we're looking to replace anybody that we're currently playing. Oh, is you just, just noodling? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. How fun. Greg is still, uh, he's coming from the singer-songwriter world, so he's still new to the idea of Oh, bands. my God. Why do you keep pimping out your band? This is about the podcast. <laughs> it's not the my band. band. It's the Greg Feldon band. Are you in the band? Yeah, but I don't get paid. Do you think Jared Leto gets makes significant money from... 
his band? No, I guess he probably does. Better than I. <laughs> I'm more than I ever have. And all of my efforts come Oh, you and your band, he just won't shut up about it. I just think it's interesting that he's actually curious about exploring the process of playing with different uh, musicians to see what to see how different it is. Because if, if you've never been in a band and then you put one together and you get those four musicians, then you think that's all there is. Mm-hmm. But he's not. He's thinking way beyond that and experimenting with different sounds and different rhythms just to hear how his songs might sound. Right, uh, as played by different guys. I, I admire his, um, I admire his curiosity. Oh, good, because I don't give a fuck. All right. <laughs> well, when the money starts rolling in, right. uh, the next one is from Peter WG. A very timely email this morning, all because Bill asked listener opinions for, on charter schools. I'd figured I'd give my two cents. Peter's, I think he's in Connecticut. Speaking from experience, I find them to be a blatant waste of money that is needed for uh, for an already broken and bleeding system. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, Unins. Uninspired by the public school education in seventh grade, I, not my parents, was lured into false promises of an advanced charter school centered on technology and hands-on science that turned out to be nothing more than a detention center for kids that were too shitty for public schools. Uh, The school never obtained its own facilities, was run out of a daycare center, and would have set my education back years had I not had the common sense to leave after two months. Needless to say, the school didn't last longer than two years. Charter schools, while they may have be good intentioned, tend to be a distraction of funds for a system in dire need of an overhaul. Uh, very well put, by the way, Peter WG. And, and, there's and some, I thank you for that because I, I, I was genuine in, in soliciting opinions. It, it, and, it is a con- to me, it's a it, it's an issue I'm only just starting to explore. And there's some great people out there who are promoting. You know, I think uh, Jeffrey Canada in New York and Harlem. He's and he's a charter school guy, and he's got great ideas. I just wish he implied them to the, the public the public school system, school system. and and then there's a guy in in LA who does the I think it's uh, Green Point and and great ideas too but you know just it, it's very hard to reform the public school system but that's not doesn't mean it shouldn't be reformed mm. and then uh, Peter closes with Emily though I enjoy it I'm with you on True Detectives apparently season two is supposed to feature a female lead hopefully it will lend to a better portrayal of women. Just a bunch of dicks on the show, though I doubt it. Yeah, it's, I swap just, out the titties for. Dicks. I just hope she's t- tittied out in every episode. <laughs> then I will tune in. Uh, thank you, Peter WG. That was a very well written letter. Mm-hmm. And, and might I say, Marty, very well read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no voiceover actor with 150 positive reviews. Man, well, I am, and it's not fucking getting me anywhere. And I'm not entrusted with the mail sack, so. Oh, do you want to read the mail nope. sack? Oh. <laughs> you know what? When we get that new, when we get a, a new um, screen for you guys, then you can read the mail sack. Uh, Jack tweeted in, "Good morning. I'll check if the show is recording." And uh, I think Yako mentioned that earlier. I did press record. And there is, and there Shoo. is space on the machine. I could get a bigger chip, I suppose. True. Oh, uh, Kevin J and Ralph Garman were at on at midnight last night. I'm oh, going go. to tune in uh, as soon as as soon as you guys are out of here. And uh, <laughs> in other see. words, we're wrapping the show up early. Please leave. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And yeah, I have something better to do. So, <laughs> Darren says, within the context of the film, the song "Let It Go" works. See, I don't have a problem with the song. I think it's fine. And I, I like hearing little girls sing it. And um, that, well, because I'm surrounded by little girls, because all my friends have daughters, and and, and my sister. Oh, 
And then he added, uh, I hate Disney's Robin Hood. Well stated, <gasps> Darren. Uh-oh. Well stated. Uh-oh. It's not our problem. You have shitty taste. Yeah. Well, isn't Wolf Hamsterdam right next to Nottingham? So maybe he thinks <laughs> it was an un- Nottingham. Yeah, he thought it was an unfair representation. Brave, brave move, Disney, to have such a depressing song on your soundtrack. And then Tyson wants to write a song with you guys. I'm not musical. We already did, Tyson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll write more. <laughs> uh, we need more stingers. Yeah. We, I, I, I love to see Marty scramble. Yeah. <laughs> I actually do want a Marty is scrambling stinger. Can we get a Marty scramble stinger? Did you hear about this Duke student? Um, so there's this woman. <laughs> she just cut together all of Marty's. Like, ah, j- j- uh, that's just what keep, it would be. Keep talking. Bam, bam. Keep talking. So there was a, a woman who was... This guy, Mike... Okay, I got it. This guy, Mike Cooler... And it would be over. Oh, oh. There was a student named Thomas Bagley who was um, a freshman at Duke. And he approached... Is he Ed Bagley Jr.'s son? Bagley. Oh. Uh, he approached a, a woman, Lauren, who was also a freshman. and uh, Lauren Graham's daughter? Yes, Lauren Graham's daughter, Lauren. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, because he recognized her from a porn, Oops. a porno movie where she goes by the name Belle Knox. And <laughs> basically he said, uh, he, he confirmed that she was that actress and he said that I, will, I won't tell anybody. Then that night at his frat house, he told everybody and this, this woman uh, was outed and she was, you know, she did porn to, to pay for her $60,000 a year education. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically she said that her life was ruined by him and he was regretful, but still. Or was her life ruined by porn? Uh, well, it would, he, this guy didn't help at all. No, somebody else would have recognized her. I mean, it's a fact. Uh, yeah, but um, still, he should you be. It up. But if she does porn. Why should she be demonized for it? And why should she be hassled for it? It's. Did she get kicked out? No. No, she didn't get kicked out. But I think she's been. Uh, Probably. I don't, I don't think she should be demonized. I wouldn't demonize her. But I don't think you can do porn and then expect no one to have a reaction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You yeah, just yeah, have, to, you have to accept yeah, the consequences. Yeah. You have to expect the consequences. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with you. But and accept them too. Still. I'm going to out this guy for being a fucking asshole. That's Thomas fr- Bagley. Wait a minute. There's an asshole in a frat at yeah. Duke? Hold on. Let's get a hold of the major news outlets. Well, <laughs> but we can name him. Thomas Bagley is a dick. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there was a porn company that offered him 10000 bucks to be in, uh, act in a porn, which I think oh is very funny. God. And that, that's, a, that's legitimate. Because, you Did know, he take it? No. It's 10 grand. Yeah. He needs more than that. Um, yeah, it's a drop in the bucket. Right. Yeah, and, and what's Duke. what's bad is like she's going to be that's going to follow her wherever she goes after this. Yeah, that. but it would have followed her wherever she went. Regardless. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, once you step on the set of a porn movie, that's going to follow you wherever you go. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, but it is a different time now. There, I think that there's uh, sort of not a legitimization of porn, but there's, I mean, there's a lot more crossover of. Uh, for instance, James Dean is a big porn star. He was in the the Paul Schrader film that mm-hmm. was done recently, and uh, a path pioneered by Tracy Lords. Yeah, yeah, and then Charlie Sheen. You get these celebrities dating porn stars, and it's not as scandalous as it would have been. In- it's still you're not going to make a crossover. I mean, it's not like 
I just pity the poor children who come out here and think, oh, I'm going to be a, a movie star. And they think, oh, if I'm in porn, then that's something on my resume. And they think right. that it's got to translate over. It's still, there's still a stigma. Like if you, if casting directors know you're in porn, they're not going to cast There's you. still a stigma and it's called herpes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's still not, it's still not, you know, wholly respectable. Can, what about sex for love, guys? Oh, Jesus Get Christ. out. No. <laughs> Get out. There, I wasn't born for these times. But there, I also think that given that kids these days are tweeting out their junk nonstop and Snapchatting their, yeah, no, we're all their business. We're well, all I don't think literally. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but there's going to be a point where like You've got Connie Use Apricot Preserve. That's my mom. Oh, yeah, my mom made that, not my sister. But my, uh, where kids, like every applicant for a, a, any sort of position, like every presidential candidate will have like some dick pic that's yeah. floating out there. Yeah. But that's your yeah. own fault. If you, I know, but my like, point is it's going to be less of a stigma as. I don't know that that's such a great thing. Like I, I think it's kind of idiotic to send a picture of your dick to the internet. Like, sure, figure it out. But still, Don't be such a okay. bonehead. But that's fine. So but, why are we now not punishing people for being so fucking boneheaded and loose? No, with but their why should we shit? punish them though? Like for being because it's fucking no. stupid. No, you know what? A, a, if you give a, a teenager a like a powerful computer with a camera that's linked to the entire world. Of course, they're going to do stupid things. They're going to film each other, you know, falling off of buildings and, you know, like lighting each other on fire and then having their, like the, the guy who posted uh, the, the, he tweeted a photo or a video of himself uh, uh, fucking a hot pocket. And like he now has oh like, a, a, he is an internet sensation now. Oh my God. Kill me. Yeah. Ugh. And that, that kid is going to, eventually go on to be a captain of industry yeah. yeah i mean i don't think i don't think you should be punished for it I, I think i don't think it should be i will judge you yeah it's just going and to be I a judge reality you to be stupid yeah mm. that's why my sister's not getting her kids cell phones until they're like 23 good for her <laughs> yeah what is what is a good age for that that's weird it freaks me out when i see children whose hands are like too small to even hold a cell phone fucking around on a cell phone and three-year-olds who have like no problem interacting with touchscreen technology yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's not that's not the worst thing. I I'm more worried. I, I, I don't know. I'm really worried about a te- well, really worried is a bit extreme, but like attention span, mm-hmm. like you know when I ability to connect in person, yeah, social ability to be to be more social, ability to appreciate the world that's actually around you and not the one that's in your device. I just don't like I I babysit a friend's daughter and it's she can't even finish a sentence before she's onto something else. Like we were going to sit down and read a book. I was going to read to her and we got past maybe the first two pages, maybe. And she was up out of my lap, running around the, running around the room. Oh, can I show you this? Can I show you this? And she would like show me things and she'd like lay them out and then just done. And onto the next. And it was like, I was like, I've never seen anything. She was like the Tasmanian devil, but like, at least the Tasmanian devil can run on one thought. He just runs on it really fast. She was like right. a million different thoughts in a minute. And yes, I, was, I, yeah. <laughs> I like to think of myself as the Tasmanian devil's advocate. Yeah. The irony is I'm, I'm looking at Twitter and looking at, at the internet. While you and he still can't get this. a stinger to play within five minutes of its appropriate time. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, how are you ever going to concentrate? Like, how are you ever going to write an essay? 
Right. How are you ever going to actually? What are you going to contribute to society besides tweeted photos of your junk? Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I, I think the there will be some sort of correction, and I, we'll find out because th- that generation is coming into into. Well, what's um, going to happen is the machines are going to take over. No, no. You I think. Be so lucky. <laughs> I mean, I think there will be tweeting pictures of their own like inner gears. And stuff. Yeah. No, the, <laughs> there will be a new generation of, of people who can multi, not multitask, but who are just, uh, can manage Twitter and on all the social media and their regular lives. And it's hard for us because we didn't grow up with that. Mm. Um, I mean, just like there was a, a guy at South by Southwest who was giving this uh, talk about technology. His name's uh, Dr. Peter Singer, and he's at the Center for 21st Century Security and Intelligence. And he recalled, uh, like, he was negotiating, a U.S. official was negotiating with, about cybersecurity with China. And he asked, this is a, you know, a U.S. official who's dealing with cybersecurity, like computer stuff. And he turned to this guy, this, this uh, uh, Dr. Singer, and said, what's an ISP? And... You know, that's an internet service provider. And you would think that somebody who's dealing with the critical issues of cybersecurity would know these things. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, uh, he said that Janet Napolitano, this is a singer, he's, he's talking about these, these officials, who was uh, the Secretary of Homeland Security um, up until 2013. She, that, she said that she didn't use uh, email because she didn't think it was that useful. Hmm. And, you know... Homeland Security is all about, you know, knowing the internet and stuff like that. So my point being is that, like, there's that generation. And these are the people that are are deciding net neutrality and all this stuff. They don't know. They think that the internet is a bunch of tubes. Yeah. And so it'll be very interesting to to see what happens when a very cyber literate generation gets into government and whether that changes or what the changes that will be. or a comedy podcast. <laughs> Keeping it funny. I do like the phrase cyber literate, even though I'm not. Mm. Uh, yeah. So um, This is what happens when you put grounds in the coffee, Marty. I know. <laughs> Did you get grounds in your coffee? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. It overflowed. and it, Sorry about that. I'm, not, I'm never touching your coffee again. No, no. I switch coffees. We, we went to the, I'm never touching your coffee again. It's not the coffee, Marty. It's you. <laughs> What? So I put methamphetamine. This is my way of saying I quit the podcast. Aww. (laughs) I was just hoping you could pick up on the metaphor. Yeah. See, Lou agrees with me. She said teenagers have been up on the up, have been up to the shit. It's too easy for them to to broadcast it now. So like Mm -hmm. teenagers have always done stuff. Like imagine like yeah, but now there's just a permanent record of it. Sure. No, no. And, and, but like there was no precedent for that. Like before, like if you took nudie pictures, the people at the at the photo mat. They would report you. That was their job. You know? Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, if you had um, you know, inappropriate photos, yeah. Really? You weren't allowed to take pictures of your own nudity? Uh, well, n- no. Nudity? No, I'm saying like nudity? teenagers. Uh-huh. Like, because that's, that's child pornography. Okay. Bam. But th- these days, like a minor with any kid can just do it and then send it to a million people before in an hour, you know? <gasps> Oh, God. Free child pornography is what you're saying. (laughs) Accessible child pornography. So, and that, there's not a, um, there's nobody who has gone through that and learned their lesson to pass it on to their kids. 
And so, it, anyhow. Um, Indiegogo for Tasmanian Devil's Advocate, voiced by Bill and Keanu. <laughs> That'll be good. Uh, that, that was tweeted by Eric. Um, have you given any thought to... What is it? Zit. Oh, oh. Zit. What was it? Bill, did you hear about. It's isn't it? I think I missed out on this one. Oh. Of course, I've given tons of thought to. Yeah. So, in Norway. You want to fill me in. In Norway, there are these TV programs where they'll have 12 hours of burning fire that people watch. Slow TV. Slow TV. They'll have an entire train journey just. Of God, everything's better in Norway. One long shot. Yeah, yeah, 35 hours of a cruise ship going up the coast. Mm. So, I know. Doesn't that sound so like we were thinking of like of doing one of a car factory, just showing cars videos together, just like the enormous arms just bringing mm-hmm. down the metal parts, and then the and then the the screwdrivers come and they go. I think you guys acting it out is way more interesting. Like we know, like I've ever seen a car get assembled. Yeah, didn't you watch? The wheels come up and they go. <laughs> I can't spell that. It's got to be. You didn't watch Michael Keaton and Gung Ho? Uh uh-uh. No, I wasn't going to watch that. You didn't watch um, Jeff Bridges and Tucker, A Man in His Dream? No. How, who has references for car assembly movies in there? Apparently, I do. I just dropped two on you. Yeah, you did. That was pretty impressive. You didn't watch Voot Voot. Zit, zit. <laughs> what is wrong with you? All right, guys. I think we season two recap. That's it. <laughs> I, I think we maybe we'll wrap it up a little early this week, unless oh. you guys. Ooh, do Marty has a date. Oh no, we can we can keep going. No, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I need a coffee, and I fear yours. Oh. Oh, I have interesting news. It's okay. not interesting at all. My um, <laughs> my agent sent me up for a role as a fourteen-year-old. Uh-huh. And I called her up and I said, you know I'm not anywhere near 14, right? And she said, and she said, I don't care. Put it on tape anyway. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Go on. What's that? Go on. <laughs> a special surprise. Yeah, so no, I have one I more thing. I put myself on tape to be a 14-year-old, and this is for like a movie, a, a lifetime movie about <laughs> the Mormon cult of wow. like polygamy where they would marry 14-year-old oh, girls so to grow What'd you wear? Uh, I wore a um, a cardigan that I buttoned all the way up to my neck. I bet it, I bet it worked. Yeah. Uh, I put you in the mix for a project that I cannot speak about on the radio. Well, thanks for bringing project. it up. Very exciting wow. Broadway-bound project this with is, Shakespearean roots. This is really great. And I put that you in the mix I'm, with one of its producers. I'm glad you brought that up in the podcast. That's really, really Well, great. at least I didn't keep pressing play on some video that interrupted everyone's conversation. <laughs> no, but see, this is I'm going to bring into the conversation. <laughs> so this is relevant and not something you take offline. So... Um, would you what you could you could pass for not 14 i could pass for 14 on stage on stage yeah yeah, yeah. yeah totally not on film no yeah because i'm very 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 small but lifetime movies are sacks of shit so yeah i know yeah i mean or if you look at they're not known for their creative decision making mm. i mean luke perry was playing high school in in his 30s you know? yeah high school is different than almost prepubescent you know <laughs> right uh but would you do it Oh yeah, they'd pay me. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I hope <laughs> like, you get it I then. Like money. Um, 
there's a video that's gone viral, and it's called First Kiss. Oh, I've seen this. And it's basically, it's 10 couples that they're strangers. Complete strangers. Complete strangers uh, just kissing. Kissing for the very first time. They didn't even know. They show up. Kissing romantically? Yes. They show up in the the studio, and they're standing next to each other, and she tells them what they have to do, and they kind of like go, oh, oh. Yeah, and and then they're they're sort of looking at each other. And And it's awkward, and they both, uh, they all kind of introduce themselves awkwardly and giggle. And and, yeah, and and it's... And then they get into it. And they kiss. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a very unsettling video. Really? I thought it was sweet. I you know what? It it felt so intimate. It felt like mm-hmm. really uncomfortable. Like I I was very vulnerable. I, I was yeah. peeking in on on people like <gasps> I mean kissing for the I mean there were people kissing for the first time, but there's that sense of like tension of like, you know, like how will it go? And it's mm-hmm. it's like every first kiss, like how will it go? And mm-hmm. will it be uh, you know, a bad kiss. Will Some it be of like a really re- good kiss? There's these two girls. Do really it looks like a great kiss. And then there's this. He's got to be like a twenty. No credit to the guys, but that's okay. The the guys have a. Ter- there's two guys too. They have a. Terrible I'm just saying, if she's a, if, if if there's a girl with a great first kiss, there's also a guy kissing no, on the other two, side. Two girls. Oh, two girls kissing, two each, girls other. kissing each other. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Bill, you are the most straight laced guy. Ever. I know. Why like, do you think I'm unhappy all the time? You're just like... <laughs> I'm no, telling you, I was like... not born for these times. I fucking <laughs> don't belong here. I don't like anyone. Everything is wrong everywhere. Fucking miserable. I but, hate it here. But kissing. Um, so I guessed wrong. I, I pictured it in my head in a different way. Excuse no, me. I, just, I think it's... I'm not against I it. I think it's charming. I it think is charming. It didn't yes. occur to me. It's very gentlemanly. So, I'm in support of gay rights and gay marriage. Fuck you guys! <laughs> in spite of my, in spite of what uh, my heart is telling me, I in spite support of my it. not assuming from her description that it was two women kissing each other. Bill, you already saw the video. You had context. Ooh. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. So anyhow, so there's two girls kissing each this other. This two girls. These two. Now girls. you're gonna try to use bad grammar on me after me being the bad guy. <laughs> fuck this podcast. <laughs> oh my god, he just lashes out. I know it's a porcupine. <laughs> I'm just talking about kissing. And then the two guys kissing each other have a terrible kiss. Like, they kind of go in and kind of, like, peck each other, and then they get really awkward. And But then at the end, they're like... They're like, I, I just kind of want to hug you. Yeah. And then <laughs> that, like, that was cute. Right, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, so the guys aren't cheap with their sexuality. No, but this, is, this is actually a legitimate uh, question. It doesn't come from any sort of political place. But um, can, did, like, the girls really kiss? Like, did, kiss? <laughs> no, did, did, the, uh, did the same-sex couples... I mean, were they... Were they homosexual? Like, were, were, did they t- pick two lesbians and say kiss? I'm was assuming it just they did. I thought about that. Because it would be really awkward if, like, if this were a friend of mine's art project and I said, look, sure, I, you think... know, I probably would kiss for the sake of the art, but if it'd be a much more awkward kiss yeah, yeah, for a yeah, guy yeah. if I'm heterosexual. I don't think anybody was coerced. I think everybody no. was very game to do it. Mm-hmm. Right, but there's a difference between being coerced and being considerably but, more comfortable naturally but because I, you're kissing yeah. someone. What I'm saying is, what I said is, everybody was very game. So nobody right. was put in a a position of, of discomfort. But I get what you're saying. Right, where it's like if I still you're, think that's different than what I'm saying. It's going to be a very different kiss if it's, it's two heterosexual that's what I'm men saying. kissing. Ah, yeah, well, it, these yeah. look like... I'm not saying they'd be coerced, but I'm yeah, just these, saying... It, these it were people who were very comfortable in their sexuality. I right. think I think they probably were at least bisexual because the, otherwise it would skew the purpose of the video. You know, That's kind of what I was thinking too, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I'm pretty sure that they were at least 
bisexual. Um, but then, like, my favorite couple was there's this 20 year old kid and then, like, this 60 something year old woman. I don't know if she's wow. 60. She was Maybe definitely 50s. older. Yeah. She was in her 40s or something. Maybe 40s. Yeah. 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 60. I was, I'm, I'm out of my mind. Anything over 20 is 60, guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they were so cute because they got, like, they both got into it. Was, it was the cutest. It was the cutest yeah. of all of them. Yeah. And so, anyway, everybody should look that up. It's on YouTube. It's called First Kiss. It's up to five and a half million views. And yeah, and, and they like they, they introduce each other by like shaking hands, like you know, and it's so funny that they go from shaking hands to these just like really intimate kisses. Oh, there's this one kiss where the guy says to her, I've never kissed a stranger before. You're an actor, you do this all the time. And she goes, Yeah, I'm an actor. And he says, Well, I'll take your lead. And then they show them later on, and he's just like mashing into her, and she's just kind of like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he says something like, You know, that's probably not the, the, Best line to yeah, use. Yeah, that's not the best line before you kiss someone. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's what you should take away from today's show. Uh, that and one one more thing. Oh boy, hold Marty's music. scrambling. Hold music. Uh, if if you're ever feeling down in the dumps, call this phone number seven one nine two six six two eight three seven. That's 719. Should you really be giving Kruger's cell phone out? 266-2837. Just call it if, you, if you're interested. It's, um, it was, It'll cheer you up? It'll cheer you up. Bill and I should have it on speed dial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and on that note, uh, you can tweet us at Nooner Dan Marty, at Emily O'Hara, at Bill... Something or other. It's a tweeter sensor. <laughs> at Marty, you, at Dan Etheridge, at Steve Kruger. I think. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck Steve Kruger. Steven, I think. Steven Kruger. All right. He'll, hopefully he'll be back next week. And um, noonerpodcast at gmail.com. And thank you guys for the Indiegogo. We'll, next week will be our very first dedicated episode. It's a special birthday episode. So nice. look forward to it. And Send us pictures from the uh, premiere, Marty. Oh, yeah. Tweet them out. Oh, maybe. Yeah. And then... Uh, <laughs> Couldn't care less. Oh, we will see... You, I'm trying to draw <laughs> trying this to out. out. How to push the button? See you oh, next. <laughs> next. <laughs> Goodbye. Anyway, I'm out. This has been a production of Smartco Internet Radio. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com. <laughs>